0: Welcome back to New World Next Week. I'm James Corbett of CorbettReport.com.
1: And I'm James Evan Pilato from MediaMonarchy.com. Return faster and safer to venues to watch your favorite artists and sporting events. We've got that story plus heavy meta. But first, someone in my chat actually said, you can tell by the headline that this is going to be in a crown country. Trolls will be jailed for likely psychological harm. Trolls could face two years in prison for sending messages or posting content that causes psychological harm under legislation targeting online hate. What a great, vague word. It's like terrorist or conspiracy theorist. It can mean whatever they need it to mean whenever they need it. Ministers will overhaul communication laws by creating new offenses in the forthcoming online safety bill, the flagship legislation to combat abuse and hatred on the internet. Remember. Every new law just creates a new criminal. The Department for Culture, Media, and Sport has accepted recommendations from the Law Commission for Crimes to be based on likely psychological harm. The proposed law change will shift focus onto the harmful effect of a message rather than if it contains indecent or grossly offensive content, which is the present old basis for assessing criminality. That's the old definition of a terrorist troll. And like we talked about last week, like vaccines or pandemics, they are literally changing the language. A new offense of threatening communications will target messages and social media posts that contain threats of serious harm. It would be an offense where someone intends a victim to fear the threat will be carried out. Things like our patience is wearing thin or take this weird drug or you're fired, those don't count. A knowingly false communication offense will be created that will criminalize those who send or post a message they know to be false, I don't know how you prove that, with the intention to cause emotional, psychological, or physical harm to the likely audience. Government sources gave the example of 9-11 truthers spreading false <laughs> I'm just kidding. Government sources gave the example of anti-vaxxers spreading false information. These new offenses will not include typos in mainstream media articles like this one has. The new offenses will include so-called pile-ons, where a number of individuals join others in sending harassing messages to a victim on social media. A government spokesman said, we are making our laws fit for the digital age. That's not all. Also, from the Limey Times, MPs urge social media giants to bring in mandatory ID checks. More than 50 Tories have written to the five biggest social media firms demanding that they introduce mandatory ID checks to verify their users. Dear Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, and Reddit, we urge that users who repeatedly post racist abuse be banned under the classic three strikes and you're out policy. The intervention including from former six former cabinet ministers adds to the pressure on social media companies and the government to do more about online abuse after what oh the the latest excuse the latest reason the killing of sir david ames the veteran tory mp who was recently murdered conservatives want the government to toughen its online safety bill by requiring all social media companies to impose compulsory checks when users sign up, as the now legalized sports gambling companies all do. The letter says, quote, the inaction by social media companies like yours to take decisive action to tackle online abuse has meant that you have become enablers of abuse, which rots away the very foundations of our society, said politicians who make a pretty sweet living feeding off of those rotting foundations. James?
0: Exactly right. Okay, so for people who don't know the context of this, I'm going to throw in a link to uh, uh, Kit Knightley's very prescient article from a couple of weeks ago at Off Guardian, David's Law, how the MS attack will be used to control the internet. Um, And uh, that's, I mean, obviously, whatever they're pumping out about that story right now is 100% propaganda that is simply designed to lead us along the path that we know has been in the cards, four decades we have been talking about it your 16 years my 14 years a combined three decades we've been talking about this this coming internet change that they are have been planning and plotting and that they want to bring in for obvious reasons to completely crack down and control the discourse in a way that's even more fundamental than they had at the zenith of their control over the media oligopoly of the late 20th early 21st century where everyone got their news from TV and newspaper and radio, which was all controlled by a handful of corporations. They're gonna make it even more stringently controlled in the coming media paradigm once they start bringing in the license for the internet and the other things that we know are on the cards. They've been talking about it for years and years and years. The only question is how we get from here to there. And yes, your uh, insightful chat member there is exactly right. Of course, this is going to happen in China, Uh, And it's going to happen in the crown countries or former crown countries. And I say that in my position as a disloyal subject of Queen of Lizard Beast. Um, As a Canadian citizen, whatever that means, although I guess I'm not allowed to enter the country anymore because I'm not injected, right? I, I guess I'll never see Canada again. Oh, well, absolute insanity going on at every level. But we know what this is about. This has nothing to do with online trolls and protecting people from harm, you are exactly right. That means whatever they want it to mean in the moment they want it to mean it. And exactly like that instruction manual for our current age, 1984, warned, what they say is psychological harm and cannot be said today. They will say the exact opposite tomorrow. Whatever they want it to mean in the moment, they want it to mean it. Whatever they, whenever they want to crack down on dissent against anyone, they'll just say that's causing that's uncomfortable. You're causing harm, psychological harm, whatever that means. How do you measure that? Eh, it's unmeasurable. <laughs> Guilty, not just. And uh, unfortunately, I've seen in the. Um, in the, the discussion that's taking place amongst probably the bots and propaganda trolls um, that are controlled by military and intelligence officers. Um, but at any rate, the discussion they want the public to see in the comment section in the mainstream articles on this are like, oh, that's that's going too far. But, you know, obviously we need to crack down on this problem, right? We need to crack down on the problem of free speech. But maybe not that far, and that's reflected. If you go to the actual Times article, or at least the the archive version of this, um, you'll see they have a poll, um, and their their poll choices are something like, um, "Do you think uh, this is a good idea? Or do you think this is a good idea? Yes, you know, we need to um, stop this problem, or no, this goes." This goes a little too far. As in, oh, we shouldn't be throwing people in jail for being trolls and and spreading anti-vax information or whatever. We should just, you know, it should be a misdemeanor. They should get a fine. They should be maybe disbarred from the internet. Maybe they shouldn't be allowed to go online. Something like that, right? Those are your two options. The idea that, no, we have free speech. We can say what we want. This is a free country, right? Well, of course it isn't, but people are only, unfortunately, some people are only starting to wake up to that. But this is part of a long-term agenda, and as I say, we know where this is heading. Driver's license for the internet is coming. The only question is what excuse they're going to use to try to implement it.
1: And it doesn't look like it's going to need a, a giant, scary, catalyzing, catastrophic i nine eleven event. We can just... Just do the, what do they call it? The totalitarian tiptoe two-step, I guess. Jon Stewart, you know, the old Daily Show phony. He has a new show on Apple TV called The Problem With dot, dot, dot. In each episode, uh, you haven't heard about this, James? Each episode has Jon Stewart talking about the problem with, I think the first episode was was a real easy gimme, the problem with war. The second episode was Jon Stewart's, the problem with freedom. There's too much ugly, ugly freedom going on and people are questioning the godsend of vaccines and such. Yeah, that's Jon Stewart. That's John. 9-11 was an outside job, Stewart. As we've talked about recently, James, they've turned off all the comment sections. They control if you can even reply to their tweets. The prime minister of New Zealand ran away from a press conference the other day when an unaccredited member of the press, again, you're not an accredited member of the press with your pre-approved questions. He was like, what about Israel? They're the most vaccination in the world. It's, there are multiple camera shots. They literally run away from questions. It's classic problem, reaction, solution, James, and kind of like that 1984 book says, I think so much of this will turn into self-censoring. As 1984 talks about, you won't even have the ability to wrong think because we've already altered and changed the language. And what have we seen James here just in in one generation right here in America? Massive horrific sad changes. I think a lot of this will make people kind of start to as as they've already done in many many ways they're going to self-censor all of this. I mean, you wouldn't want to run afoul of the fascist punk police or anything. Legendary punk band UK Subs fire their drummer for celebrating the murder of conservative MP David Amess. Punk is dead. And I say good riddance. That that's a that's a punk band. Our second segment on this New World Next Week episode, 465, a little late for Halloween, but horrifying nonetheless, Meta, the final disconnect from reality. We take this from the good folks at technocracy.news. Mark Zuckerberg hadn't lost his mind, but he wants you to lose yours to the Metaverse. He is investing billions of fiat dollars to make sure that his newly rebranded company, Meta, will be the industry leader in the same way that IBM dominated the computer industry for many decades. Other major big tech companies are jumping in, gaming software development companies, chip manufacturers, hardware developers. Together, it will create an entirely new industry that will run alongside artificial intelligence, artificial reality. For those who embrace it, the metaverse will completely rewire the human brain. It'll get into your brain. It'll dominate your brain. It will provide an endless source of dopamine hits as you are visually, mentally, and emotionally stimulated. It'll dominate the workforce, the social world, the classroom and education and entertainment. It'll fulfill the dream of transhumanism to live forever as an AI program embodied in a personalized, stateless avatar, Ray Kurzweil, head of engineering at Alphabet Incorporated's Gulag and founder of Singularity University, probably dancing in the streets, because the much sought after digital resurrection of his father is coming soon. If, you know, you like to get involved in big cult operations, the metaverse will suck every bite of data from your life to empower what Dr. Shoshana Zuboff calls surveillance capitalism. That is every blink of your eye, every facial expression, every facet of emotional and physical states. The metaverse will know more about you than you will ever know about it. And when Zuck says the future is private, he is lying through his bleached white teeth. There will be zero privacy, nor, as it's been for the last 15 years, nor will you be compensated for voluntarily giving up yourself to this artificial utopia. The metaverse will not necessarily tell you what to think, but it'll entirely change the way you think. It'll rearrange your logic circuits in a way you can't distinguish between what's real and what's not. I think that girl really does have deer ears and and antlers on. Your metaverse will become as real as the nose on your face or the, the, the bunny ears that girls put on on Instagram. Many people have already likened the metaverse to the 2018 movie Ready Player One. In it, of course... Was a good book turned into a terrible Spielberg movie. A dystopian world of poverty and misery is turned into an instant utopia just by putting on your virtual reality headset, quite reminiscent of the World Economic Forum's pronouncement that you'll own nothing and be happy. How will the metaverse transform the economic system of the world? Zuck sees a blending of real and virtual economies, interchangeable currencies. You might buy a pizza in the metaverse but have it delivered to your real house. Or vice versa. Zuckerberg, of course, will create and control the digital currency that you use in the metaverse. Remember, we all laughed. What was it called? Libra. They were going to try and make Facebook coin and everybody laughed at him. And he basically was like, all right, keep laughing. I'll go back to, of course, the, you know, the 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 plotting. And come back with an even bigger idea. To enable the metaverse, communication is everything. 5G speeds are only going to scratch the surface. 6G. 6G. I even stumble in saying the words. That's going to be what really fires this up introducing Meta, a social technology company. You can read the full on disgusting press release from the artist formerly known as Fedbook. It seems again, it seems silly happening now, and it's all the trends on Twitter. Oh, ha, 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 isn't that stupid? They're going to change their name, but this is a giant move for what is obviously the real life log. And just like all the other moves on the not-so-grand chessboard, they're doing it in the middle of a bunch of chaos, so later they can make the order out of that chaos, I think seem seamless. James?
0: Absolutely. This this is a extremely important part of that long-term game plan, and I don't know whether Facebook will be successful, or Meta, or whatever they're calling themselves, will be successful in that, uh, or it will be another company in another way led by another cyborg like entity zuckerberg or musk or someone else who knows but it is the game plan and this is the this is the extension and the logical conclusion of our embedding ourselves in this media matrix that we have been Living are uh, living in for so very long now. Uh, I I think Patrick Wood hits on all of the important points here. So I'll direct people to this article if they haven't read it, um, so that they can read and digest it. Um, he's exactly right about every point, including of course Zuckerberg promising, "Don't worry, guys, your privacy will be paramount in this new metaverse that we're uh, we're going to ensconce you in." Of course, an utter lie. But thankfully that totally legit, totally real Facebook whistleblower came out and was all over the mainstream media which never lies to you and, and be as a result of all of this pressure on Facebook, now Facebook has come out to say, Facebook plans to shut down its facial recognition program. Don't worry guys, you know that facial recognition we've been doing for the last 10 years, mostly without telling you anything about it that's been going on and doing the little challenges, hey post a post a pictures from when you were young and now post your current picture and see the difference and we'll let our if, a facial recognition algorithm do their thing to perfectly construct your entire uh, profile and suck up every bit of data from everything every picture that's ever been uploaded to you online just horrific stuff that's gone on but don't worry guys they're totally going to shut that down now and they're not going to do that much unless you know you want them to kind of or you know trust us when have we ever lied to you Uh, obviously it's all lies um but I think, actually, Patrick Wood is also extremely right when he writes, uh, the metaverse will not necessarily tell you what to think, but it will entirely change the way you think, which is a very interesting, um, if not a rephrasing, at least a, a parallel to a quotation from Michael Parenti, who said that the media doesn't tell you what to think, they tell you what to think about which in some ways is an even more powerful thing to do. As long as they can get you talking about and thinking about and directing your energies towards a certain subject, it doesn't matter what side of that subject you're on because you're not looking over at what they're doing over here. You're not allowing, they're not allowing you to even think about that other field of research. Now, that Parenti quote is one that I just covered in my course on the history of mass media that I'm doing at Renegade University right now, where we are talking very deeply about these questions, about media itself, how it is evolving, what it is evolving into, and how it changes us, shapes our consciousness, shapes our civilization itself. And we are at the precipice, the point at which There's a serious inflection about to take place. Media has always operated as an extension of our bodies, a metaphor for putting ourselves out into the world in some way. Um, I'm reading, I'm immersed in Marshall McLuhan right now and I just absolutely love the way he thinks about these things. The uh, wheel is the rotary extension of the foot, which leads into the bicycle, which leads to the airplane. Um, And the way he he envisions this is, is just, he was so far ahead of his time, it's unbelievable. But he talks about the electric consciousness, the electric media, is starting to change, and the explosion outward that has been taking place from hundreds of years since the Gutenberg printing press exploded us outward is now imploding our consciousness into the electronic global network consciousness, and that is what this metaverse is leading us towards, the VR. We are now, instead of extending our bodies in space, we are now ensconcing ourselves in the machine, in the matrix, in the media. We are becoming a part of it rather than it, an extension of us. That is the point at which we lose our humanity. This is it. Once we start putting ourselves into that matrix, it's the end of Humanity, as we have known it, there is nothing really more important for the future extent, uh, uh, the future of the human species than what the choices we are going to be making in the coming decades. And if we do not understand that, um, well, we're going to just blindly stumble into this future, and I don't think that's going to be um, a happy ending. So, on that note, I will just put in the plug for my online. Mass media course. If you are interested in these subjects, the first course has already, the first lesson has already happened. There's two more. Uh, the first lesson is now up as a video on Renegade University servers. It'll always be there. You can watch it at any time. If you sign up this week, you can watch the second and third lessons live if you want, or you can watch them on the Renegade University site at any time in the future. Details how to do that will be in the show notes. I'll have the link to the uh, the uh, regular sign up. If you're a Corporate Report member, look in the last newsletter for the special link to the discount price.
1: One of my favorite books, I think it's it's back here on the stack, always next to my very well annotated, highlighted copy of McLuhan's Understanding Media. I've got a book called Haunted Media. Remember, a medium used to be somebody that just did seances. And that gets into, again, I think what you're kind of scratching at that real kind of interesting esoteric look at media, what it was and what it has become. Back at the FM station, James, I really remember realizing, oh, this is the point where mainstream media is like, okay, you guys are all talking about way too many crazy things. Let's get you all back on one page and let's all only talk about what color is this dress? Is it gold? You remember those idiotic questions. What color is this dress? Ebola, and maybe like one other thing. This is what you are allowed to discuss right now. James, I think this name change also, again, it's more than a name change, but it reminds me of the classic moves. Blackwater, Clear Channel, Monsanto, those, those are all real dirty words that need to get changed as well because they had done their job perhaps too well because then their name becomes synonymous with garbage social media. Killer private military. You, know, you got to change your name and then you get a whole you get a whole new life. I've said it a million times. It bears repeating. My freaked out D.C. friend who was fudging his huggies over the Capitol riot worked for years for a place contracting virtual reality and augmented reality goo for DARPA, the U.S. Army, and the CIA. You know, of course, when you go to a company's website, they'll say, look at all our contracts. Look at all. I mean, they're, they're of course, proud of it. That's to say, if we thought our friends and family lost it over Orange Man MAGA jabs, wait until they're plugged directly into this existence matrix. As someone noted on, of course, Twitter, I I just, I can't seem to quit it. If people could die of hypocrisy, there'd be piles of bodies everywhere. The same types of folks that are angry at the Fang for getting them addicted to social media, mind control, time waster garbage are... Probably going to be the same ones pushing app-connected tyranny so we can be allowed once again to go see a bunch of sellout fake punks and phony Sony bands. You can tell by the slavery that this is going to be in a crown country. Ticket Tech unveils world-first integrated mobile ticket and vaccination check-in. Dateline, Brisbane, Australia, home of the slave, I guess, in what's being pitched as a cue buster for vaccinated music fans, Australian ticket giant, Ticket Tech, unveils a digital solution that pulls up everything needed for entry into a venue all on your device. Announced Tuesday, November 2nd, this Australian-built world-first solution, says Jeff Jones, CEO of Ticketek Parent, T-E-G, will allow consumers to return faster and safer to venues to watch their favorite artists and sporting events by enabling them to verify ticket and vaccination status with a few taps of their device. The check-in upgrade gets its first proper consumer trial pretty much right now, beginning with the Kennedy Oaks day at the Flemington Racecourse through a partnership with the Victorian government. With that particular experience, guests at Ticketek venues can verify their check-in and vaccination status at bag check by way of a deep link into the Service Victoria app. So you can go see a show as long as you ask the government for permission. We've got a picture of the app showing tickets to this horse abuse show integrated with your papers. Please prove that you indeed are a sucker. The one-stop will be rolled out across Ticketek venues in other Australian states in the coming weeks, the spokesman confirms, and concerts will come online in due course. Ticketek's upgrade is a timely one. Restrictions currently being eased across New South Wales and Victoria, Australia's two biggest states, after their respective populations nudged past the 80% double-dose vaccination milestone. Can't wait till they get quadruple-dosed. By hitting those big benchmarks, state officials have promised more freedoms and hopefully more tours and concerts without the stick of snap lockdowns and capacity restrictions. Separately on Tuesday, the New South Wales government announced further easing of rules for those who are fully vaccinated, at least for the couple of weeks that you count as being fully vaccinated. Starting November 8th. Double-jabbed music fans can party on the basis of one person per two-square-meter rule compared with the one person per four-square-meter rule, and nightclubs will be able to reopen dance floors. Prior to the pandemic, Ticketek processed about 23 million tickets across Australia every year for more than 20,000 events. So this isn't some new upstart that said, oh, we can help you with your vaccine thing. They were already very well-embedded. Ticketing business also operates in the UK, New Zealand, Singapore, Philippines, and Malaysia, I believe some of the biggest scandemic lockdown nations in the world. Parent corporation TEG was itself acquired in 2019 by investment company Silver Lake. That's right. All your rebel awesome art is owned by hedge funds and investment companies. James, the shocking backstory on this, I wanted to try and dig in and try and find out what on earth TEG was. That's who owns Ticketek. So you go to their Wikipedia entry. Again, always just an easy way to start an investigation. Because you'll still find on Wikipedia all the controversies, all the criticisms. Ticketek has received criticism for excessive booking fees and delivery charges. Okay, so they're gouging people and doing price fixing. Classic. 2009 review of ticketing agencies by Australian Consumer Choice magazine, Choice, Criticized the ticketing industry for lack of competition, insufficient transparent pricing, and for a lack of information on where your stupid seat is going to be when you're buying a ticket. Then, later in 2012, Ticketek, in conjunction with Ticketmaster, received the annual Shonky Award from Choice for its excessive fees. I do not know what Shonky means. I guess it just means you're a shyster. We learn a lot of Australian slang on New World Next Week, James. The federal court in Sydney penalized Ticketek two and a half million dollars for taking advantage of its market power following action by the Australian Competition and Consumer Commission. I think that means they abused the laws they helped write in their favor. And if that type of corporatism sounds at all familiar, Ticketek delivers world first by integrating mobile tickets with COVID check-in and vaccination status will include links to their press release, will include links to Silver Lake Investment Firm, I guess the too long didn't read. Venues have been making exclusive deals for many moons with companies to sell tickets for them. Clubs and venues around Australia, and of course soon the world, are now making exclusive deals with firms like Ticketek to not only sell you your ticket, but to run invasive medical checks on anyone dumb enough to play ball with this. This would be like in the States, James. It would be like Ticketmaster demanding your private medical history to go see the Foo-Fizers or run the tools. James, what was your last concert? Mine, of course, was jumping on stage to hug Morrissey in Vegas a couple months ago. Was yours the Smashing Pumpkins show? Uh,
0: I haven't seen them since 2000. So.
1: You've seen concerts since then?
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, my, my last <laughs> concert was the last gig that I performed at. And hey, we'll be performing at another one, December 29th, if you happen to be in Japan. Um, unvaccinated. Wow. And no one will be checking your vaccination status at the door. So there you go. But you know what I'm thinking? You know what I'm thinking? This is a good start. This is a good start. And I'm glad that, you know, Australians will be able to rage with the machine. Yes, sir, I will do what you tell me. I love that song, but it's not enough, is it? I mean, it's good, okay, you got your mobile ticket and you got your vaccination status together. That's all right, that's a good start, but why just stop there? Why stop at vaccination status? Let's bring in the whole medical history. I'm sure there are a lot of different conditions that people might wanna know about if they're gonna be in a confined space with other human beings, right? icky biological beings like this until we can just plug into the metaverse, of course, and see the concert virtually. But in the meantime, when we have to exist in the same space, might as well get all our medical records on this. And why just have a mobile ticket that you display at the door? Why not? Well, can't I just purchase it in the same app? And then if I'm purchasing it, why do I have to like get money from my bank or my whatever? Can I just have some sort of digital currency that I could just have on that app that I can combine with the ticket and the medical records and the vaccination status? And why do I have to show my ID to prove I'm 18 or whatever it is to get into a venue or something? No, why don't I have my ID on my phone as well in the same app? And why don't why don't why isn't why don't we just put everything in this app and then I have to carry a phone around? Ugh, I hate that. Can't I just put it in my skin? Can't you just inject it into me or something? Man, I hope someone is working on this and will take all of this and just make it so convenient for us until, you know, eventually, hopefully, we don't ever have to physically step outside of our house ever again because we'll be ensconced in our metaverse pods. But you know, until that point, I hope they just keep integrating this technology together. But I'm sure no one's ever thought about that. And anyone who has is a crazy conspiracy theorist, you're a conspiracy theorist, you're a conspiracy. Hey, it's here. Oh, great. Now I can party. Yay.
1: Dot, dot, dot. I mean, yeah. I mean, back when I went to concerts, now that you raised the, the possibility, I would have loved to have known the like mental health Psych medication status of all the people around me that that might be really helpful to know. Uh, also, thank you for answering my question before I asked it. I was I was curious. It kind of hit me. I was like, oh wait, has Kodamasan tried to book shows? So yes, you have. You got a show coming up. That is pretty fantastic news. That's that's better than what I anticipated, James. So we can hope for some. Good things and better than we anticipated things. New has Corbett DVDs and Monarchy's Casalero radio play. You can, of course, also support us via my post office box while I stream news, music, memes, and more Monday through Friday, 95 mountain time. It's like a radio station, except it's good. James, 30 years between the both of us. I, I like that. I'm gonna I'm gonna start adding that to, to some of our stuff. Thirty years of experience behind New World Next Week. That's that's good.
0: Hey, I come up with things once in a while. And uh, let's leave a little space for Brock here at the end if he wants to tell us what shrunk is. Is that right? Anyway, Brock can edit that in if he wants. (laughs) Other than that, I think that covers the bases. Anything else?
1: I think that'll do it, man. Let's
0: wrap it up, and we'll do it again next week. James, thanks for the stories. All right, buddy.
1: Take care.